You're really going to sink this podcast. I know. Okay, are you ready? Are you comfy? As ready as I'll ever be. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Katie Heisen, and welcome to You're Too Much, the podcast where I ask funny people to get overly honest with me. Today, I'm in the booth with Justine Bronson, who I met in a global online secret Facebook writers group. We've already said too much. Is that accurate? (laughs) We've already said too much. And then like a wizard, she materialized in Gainesville, Florida. And we went on sort of like a semi-blind friend date. Oh, lady date for sure. A lady, uh, for sure a lady date. Thank God I didn't want to define it. I was nervous about calling it that. Um, Which could have gone horribly, but thankfully I found her a total delight. And so refreshingly authentic and honest. And I think we're becoming friends. How do you think our friendship's going? Oh, it's too soon to say, but we're best friends. Okay. (laughs) It's already happened. I waited until after I hit record so that I could get the answer I wanted. Um, So when we were talking about the idea for this podcast and you talked about not getting to have super honest conversations about your dad, Mm -hmm. who died when you were really young. Yeah, when, when I was seven. Yeah. So I wanted to start, I guess, by asking you to um, tell me about your dad. Could you tell me a little bit about him? Yeah, so it's actually kind of funny. We were talking about this recently, so I called my mom this morning. Oh. And I was like, I need to do a little fact-checking. <laughs> it's one of those things, like, it happened, like we said, when I was seven. So I'm mm-hmm. 30 now, and this is quite a gap. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I'm afraid I'm going to go t- say all these things and then realize none of that was accurate. So I talked to her. Um, yeah, so he had cancer, melanoma, and he passed away when I was seven. I'm going to keep saying it. Okay, so what exactly do you want? The story of like... <laughs> I guess I just wanted to know what he was like. Like, Do you have memories of him and the kind of person he was? So I don't... I have some memories of him. I was seven, so a first grade. And I do. I have some kind of clear, vivid memories of him. It also helps that we have, like, photos and stuff. But again, I was really young. It's not mm-hmm. a lot. And uh, I was just thinking about it, too. Like, who you think your parents are when you're seven right. is, like, they're not really people to you yet. It's a lot of right. their... Your parents, like, I didn't really know him. Yeah. Like, honestly, I would say right now, you and I know each other better than, mm-hmm. you know, the kind of, obviously relationship wise like he was my dad I loved him you know we had these kind of things but um I don't know unfortunately I don't feel like I can tell you terribly too much um about him I can tell you some like life stuff and even that today was like chit-chatting with my mom I was like remind me and every time we talk about it too there's things I'm like oh I didn't know that or I didn't remember that um, Did anything surprise you this morning when you were talking to her? Um, well, she was talking a little bit more about when he was really young. So he had a really strange upbringing. He was uh, in and out of foster care for a while, even though my grandmother was still alive. Like, just kind of an interesting situation. She was a traveling wrestler. <gasps> Justine! I, I, this is like, it's really weird. The lead. <laughs> I know, it's so much weird stuff. But um, yeah, so she did that and just, you know, there was... He was in and out of foster care for a while, whatever, and then he went into the army, and then he met my mom when he was around 30, and then had us, and he was, like, married before my mom, mm-hmm. so it's just all these little things that you kind of piece together, and I actually did. Oh, I can help you out. I did a timeline, because I was asking, I mean, really, it was honestly, like, it's one of those things, and I said to her, I'm like, we don't really talk about this much. I definitely don't, I have two sisters, mm-hmm. and, like, 
not a topic where like, hey, right. let's, what are you? And even worse, like my younger sister was three when it happened. Right. And my older sister was uh, 11. So it's still all of us pretty, you know, pretty, pretty young. But yeah, so he apparently, yeah, was in it. It was kind of a troublemaker as a kid and then was getting in trouble. And with his best friend, they apparently stole a boat trailer <laughs> and got caught. And my mom was telling me, she's like, he was an idiot. They didn't even have a boat to like, it was one of those joyride stupid like moments, like kids yes. being kids uh, got caught. And so he had gotten in trouble before. And they're like, basically, you can go to jail or you can go to the army. So he went to the army for four years. Wow, really? That was like... I, I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't either. My mom was like, those were the choices they gave him. Wow. He was okay. like 17, 18, pretty young. Um, but did that and apparently got like super high ranking when he was in the military mm. and then stopped. And then he was doing um, plumbing for a while and computer stuff. And that's when he met my mom. Wow. Oh, and just even their story was funny, too. She told me today, she's like, I was getting the years. And she's like, OK, well, we met in 87. And then later that year we were already living together. I was like, wait, what was, how soon? <laughs> and she's like, there. it was maybe, it was like four months. She's like, no, it was like six months. I was like, okay, still pretty, busted, pretty fast <laughs> to go from meeting to living together. But she even said too, that they ne- didn't necessarily like, weren't desperate to get married, but it was <laughs> like, they were living together. It was fine. Like they were happy. She already had, uh, my older sister was already born at this point. Um, and she was about like, three, I guess. And just that my grandparents and everybody else was like, oh, you're living in sin. Like, you have, to get, you right. have to get married. That's um, the solution for everything. Yeah. <laughs> just get married, have babies. Yeah, and then had me and my sister. And, and so I was talking to her a little bit today because I couldn't remember, like, when he was diagnosed or, like, mm-hmm. this kind of part of it. So she said um, that they had known for a little while that he had cancer. He had a, a mole on his back that they got mm-hmm. checked. And at this point, it was, again, my mom kept reminding me, like, medicine isn't what it is now. Like, back then, it was a lot of, like, yeah, you're probably fine. and <sighs> Dicey. Exactly. Or they just yeah. didn't have much to do. So they, like, took it off um, or they cut it out and they said it was fine. You know, that was probably it was just mm. surface. And then a year later, more scans. And they're like, okay, well, no, it's not just surface. It was also in his lungs and in his liver and kind of um, further out. So did chemo for a while. And then I just have, like, some funny memories as a kid, like, we had a grass, like the wheatgrass, like they have them out like really healthy places yes. now where you, the, that like, this is giant metal machine and you grind grass. Because at one point they were doing like all holistic because he had done chemo for a while yeah. and like he, when they do scans, it wasn't any better, but it wasn't worse either. So mm-hmm. it was like, well, this isn't helping, but it, and it is kind of hurting, like going through it was pretty bad. So then they started doing mm-hmm. um, all natural, but. I remember that being in the house and him having us, like, taste it and being a kid, like, yeah, it tastes like grass because it, <laughs> yeah. it does. It tastes like grass. Um, did you understand – were you old enough to understand what was happening? I don't um, – I mean, when it happened, yes. Like, I remember, like, talking uh, to my mom and to her friends. And um, so I understood, obviously, what had happened. But I, I don't really have a good memory of, like, him being very sick. Mm-hmm. And my mom, and I asked her today, and she was like, no, he worked. Like, uh, though he was sick and had cancer mm-hmm. and was doing treatments, like, he was still working. He, like, they, wow. he took off on Fridays, and that's when they'd go, and he'd do chemo. But, like, he was um, he was healthy enough that, like, functioning. And my mom said, too, that they would go to these places for treatments and see other people, well, way, way worse. So Uh they kept thinking, you know, like, oh, this is nothing. Like, we'll survive through this. You know, there's treatments. We'll do something. 
So he was never, like, really, really ill, which is Mm. a blessing and a curse. But, like, we knew he was sick, you know. And then one day she told me, like, we had – it was a Friday night or – yeah, it was a Friday night. They had – he had taken the day off, went golfing with his friend, had worked the day before – um, and then just wasn't feeling well at night. And my mom was laughing. She's like, we got Taco Bell. So we kept joking, like, well, are you just not feeling well? Or we ate Taco Bell for dinner. Like, maybe that's it. Um, and then the next day we had tickets to go to the circus. So he was, like, getting ready. And they're trying to get up. But he hadn't been feeling well the whole day. And, like, my mom said she saw him in the bathroom, like, getting ready, brushing his hair. And he dropped the hairbrush. Mm. She's like, okay, well, that was weird. And does it again in, like, three, four, like, kept mm. Dropping him, I was like, something, something's going on, you know, whatever. So we ended up going to the circus with, like, family friends, and we all went, and she stayed back. And then, you know, within the night and day, it was like, get him to the hospital. Something's very wow. wrong. Like, couldn't put a sentence together. So they went, and they did scans, and it ended up he had, within the last five months since they had last done a scan, there was a, a tumor mm. in his brain from, from the cancer and everything. Wow. So, like, at that point, it was like, Nothing. She said they suggested to her uh, a lobotomy, but they wouldn't, like, call it that. They're like, oh, we're going to go take the tumor out. She's like, I saw it. It's huge. Like, you can't really. You know, they're like, yeah, well, we'll have to take out one of the lobes. And mom's what? like, no, that's a lobotomy. She, he's like, yeah, 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 but we don't call it that anymore. I didn't anymore. know they still did that. I didn't either. And she said she was, like, amazed and said, like, they kind of really tried to pressure her to do it. Um Because there wasn't really other options, right? So, like, understandably, what else are you going to do? Which there was nothing else really to do. Um, But that's not what he wanted. And since he'd been sick for a while, she said, like, they were in therapy together and, like, had couples therapy Mm -hmm. and, like, end of life. Like, just kind of trying to prepare and, like, Mm -hmm. do this kind of stuff. And he said, no, I don't ever want – I don't want to be on life support. I don't want, like, my wife and kids taking care of me. Like, this was definitely not – so when they suggest that, it's like – no go. Right. And she said within, that was like, I think on a Sunday or a Monday. And by Wednesday, he had had an aneurysm. And wow, that's so fast. So fast. Yeah. So that's too, is like, I, I couldn't really remember like the timeline on everything. But she said, yeah, though, we knew he was sick. And it was like something that was a possibility. It was still like a overnight. Again, he was working on Thursday and right. before the next week gone. Do you, did that change your relationship with your siblings? And with with your mom at all? I don't know. I don't know about change with my siblings. Um, I have two sisters, and that's just kind of like sisters. <laughs> like, yeah. that goes to go up and down, like, over the years. <laughs> Best friends, like, fighting, kind of. And now we're all really close, like, yeah. even my mom and everything. But, um, oh, I'd say my relationship with my mom, though, has changed multiple times <laughs> over the yeah. years. Like, But, again, that young, like what relationship do you have with your parents? Right. It's like they take you to school, they feed right. you, they, they're they your parents. They, you know, yes. there's not really this kind of big, thoughtful relationship. <laughs> you know, I wasn't going to bed at night going, hmm, what's, you know, what's going on with mother these days? Like, it was just, we're, you know, she's my mom. And then these things happen too. So, like, people ask all the time, you know, oh, well, your dad died. And I'm like, yeah, well, in life, right. like, that's just what mm-hmm. happened. Like, obviously, I knew that this wasn't happening to my friends, and I mm-hmm. knew this was like a – and even I could tell by the way other people would, like, interact with me. Like, it felt like, okay, obviously something real. Like, right. You know, because people, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, <laughs> when you're little – You're like, you feel worse about, than I do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot yeah. of time. And then the older I got, it, I think the more I felt that. But, like – Did you ever make anything up to make someone feel more comfortable? Like, did you ever, like – you know what I mean? Like, play it up of, um, 
Because I feel like sometimes I, if someone is feeling more intense about something than I am, then I feel like I have to meet them at that intensity about yeah. it. I don't know if I ever made anything up, but definitely, like, changed the subject. Like, like said it nicely, like, he passed away. Like, right. just the terminology I use will change <laughs> right. depending. Like, at this point, like, I mean, I can joke about it. Like, I, I you know, it, to me it's not, it's not something that, that hinders me on a daily basis, you know, I'm not, you know, so I could, but I feel like other people are more like, oh oh no, like, because for other people, right, like, this experience for me is very different than what it would be for anybody else, because especially when it happens older, like, you have this long relationship, you have this, you know, these memories and this, all this wrapped up into it, so, like, honestly, like, maybe it happened to me sooner, but it's gonna, like, it's gonna happen to everyone, everyone. and and you know what honestly depending on your relationship with your parents like might be a little bit worse i love is it bad that i love that like i love that that um yeah i just love the bluntness of that statement of like it will happen to everyone and you might feel worse about it than i did well yeah i mean you'll feel it i mean i felt it obviously it was not a fun Mm -hmm. and i was you know and also kids, like, they don't, they understand it, and I did, but for a while, they was like, oh, if only I could, what could I have done? Did you, like, made it better? It's, like, one of the saddest, like, sweetest, yeah. like, maybe I should have reminded everybody to wear sunscreen more kind of, right. like, silliness and realizing you're, there's nothing I could have done. It was right. when he was growing up, they, nobody wore sunscreen, mm-hmm. nobody cared, like, it wasn't yeah. even treatment options and stuff. So it's, like, what can you do? Do you remember... Like, what's the least helpful thing someone said to you? The least helpful thing? Um, it can be specific or general of, like, the least helpful reaction to that. Well, I mean, I just, especially, like, now, because it's been so long, if somebody's, like, very upset for me, <laughs> I'm like, ooh, okay. Like, I almost feel like I'm disappointing them by not, like, kind of breaking down a little bit about it because that seems like what they're expecting. It's like this big, oh, no, like, oh, let me be there for you. Just the opposite. I'm like, I'm I'm okay. I can be there for you. Like, it's okay. Yeah, and then you end up doing the emotional labor of, like, trying to help them through the thing that you went through. Yeah, because honestly, like, in those moments when you hear this from somebody else, as much as you, like, are kind of feeling it for them you're also on another level thinking about it how it would apply to you so it's instantly like oh no her dad died what would happen if this happened what if my dad Mm. you know so like I think some of it too is people like fear of like oh like you know oh no like again a reminder that this is gonna happen and yeah and also like I think what you're saying about projecting is really important that people assume how how they would react to that situation or go through it is how you did. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Was there anyone that was really good, like was there for you in a way that was just really good and helpful? Um, My mom had a lot of like close, like friends and like we had a lot of families. I went to a really small Catholic school and like there are 60 kids in the whole class from like pre-k to eighth grade so it was like really kind of close-knit community wise Mm. but my mom had a handful of friends they were on a book club together so like all of those parents and those families were very much like it was one of those situations where you like you go drop all the kids at one person's house and it's like oh we're at mom's like mom two's house you know it's like the same kind of thing so we had um a lot of that like her friends and the parents like that I always felt like very much like they took care of me and looked after Mm -hmm. me like 
it was and even my uncle my aunt like there's certain people that I'm like oh always I knew there were people looking out for Mm -hmm. me and like people who cared about me so that was but again like I mean my mom was there for me obviously I mean that would be the biggest but I was young and it was just kind of like again I think more so like just trying to process and if it's feeling sad it's like it's okay to feel sad Mm -hmm. and just like that but again we didn't really like talk about it much and the older we got like my mom got remarried and she was remarried to someone else for a while and now she's remarried again but like I think once kind of a few years go past and okay now I'm eight nine ten and she's married to somebody else and life is kind of just moving on we're not sitting down on a weekly basis like hey let's hash this up and like let's see how everyone's (laughs) feeling this week like honestly and it just goes a long time and you don't really you know you don't sit there and you reminisce too much about it I guess yeah, it's just so not the narrative. It's, like, not the narrative in movies and TV shows. or in- No, where there's, like, shrines everywhere, and it's, like, every... Like, I mean, I remember, like, the anniversary. Some, in, you know, some of the years I don't, honestly. Like, yeah. which is an even weirder thing, and, like, a, a little bit of guilt tied into that, you right. know, realizing a couple of days later you look at the date and you're like, oh, well, that, you know, mm-hmm. oops. Like, and I don't know. But it's totally tied in with just expectations of how you should feel and how you should oh, grieve. and Absolutely. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, because you went to Catholic school, was anyone trying to, like, put a religious narrative over top of it? Did you take in any of that as a seven-year-old? Um, I, well... Yeah, my my relationship with the Catholic Church didn't last very long. Oh, it didn't? Spoiler alert. Um, No, I think I also, like, I was kind of a smart, like, pain in the ass kid, like, smart ass kid. So I would ask a lot of questions, and then obviously something like this happens, and I'm like, I have more questions. Like, what do you mean? Like, oh, everything, God God says everything happens for a reason. I'm like, okay, and you're telling this to a seven-year-old who's pissed off. Like, what what do you mean? My dad's dead. What do you mean this happens for a reason? Like, oops, it's just, like, sucks to be you, but this was for a reason, you know? Like, so, like, I think I found that really challenging and of, like, this, like, narrative. I'm like, well, if, you know, there was an all-loving and all-merciful God, like, why would he take my dad? Like, right. you know, none of this made sense. And I think they tried, and I would go to church, but and there were, like, some nun teachers and stuff. And, like, we would, the priest, and I feel like I did, did. they tried to talk a little bit, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like, what are they, they going to say? Like, well, you're right, that kind of sucks. Yeah. Like, oh, man, not the best example. Um, I feel like that's the purity of children, though, that, like, kids are just they they don't have any other um option but to like react reflexively and honestly to things and so yeah if someone says this happens for a reason you're like well what the heck like what give me a better reason (laughs) let's well let's (laughs) read this back to me okay let's start from the top yeah but I mean but I remember by the time I was like 11 or 12 like we had on Mondays, we'd have to go into school and fill out a little piece of paper that would say what what service you went to, who was the priest, what was no. the... Oh, no joke. The funniest thing to me is to look back and picture, like, a group, <laughs> uh, like, a whole classroom of sixth graders, like, Monday morning whispering to each other, what service did you go to, who was the priest, what is, like, trying to copy <laughs> each other's answers, and I'm like, this is hysterical, like, where in the world else oh does this God. happen? You're like, oh, no, I'm going to fail this church quiz like I didn't go to church this week it's copying spiritual homework exactly what was the sermon what was the message what did you (laughs) sum it up in one sentence the teacher's coming like exactly no but I remember being that age and like 
they had just recently redone the church a little bit and it was carpeted before and then they got like marble everything and new pews and this and that and I was like hey mom you know, we give them money every week. <laughs> and I was like, look, what is this about? I was like, don't they say we should give, like, feed the hungry and clothe the homeless and do this stuff? I'm like, why do we need marble <laughs> altar? And she goes, yeah, you don't have to go anymore. <laughs> like, after I graduated, she's like, if Amazing. you don't vibe, like, if you don't understand, or if you don't believe, or if this doesn't make sense to you, you don't have to go anymore. How old were you when you said that? I think like sixth grade, so 12-ish. But then I still had to go because I was still in the school, right? So yeah. for part of being in the school was they did agree, like, we would take the family to church once a week and this. Yes. So I think through eighth grade, I either went. We used to go up for, We used to go to the Friday Mass, I think, because Friday was at – oh, no, it couldn't have been Friday. Maybe Saturday Mass at, like, 5 o'clock because it was the quickest one. Like, somewhere <laughs> like an hour and 15 minutes. But if you went on a certain day at the 5 o'clock Mass, it was only 45. So it was, like, speed church. <laughs> You're like, okay, I'm going to go to this one. And you, it was so funny. You'd have, like, favorite priests because some were a little more, hmm. like, liberal than others and some just different messages and stuff. But, yeah, so. I love little Justine. Teen, oh, pain in the Teen butt. Justine. I <laughs> love her. Pain in the butt. <laughs> Though my mom says I was easy, but that's just because I think, like, when you have two siblings. Like, it's not comparative, right? Like, we all did different. We did di- we we had different different Yeah, exactly. We stole different boat trailers. Exactly. <laughs> we each have our own boat trailer. That's true. Um, did Do you feel like the – I hate using the word dissonance because I don't want to sound like Terry Gross right mm-hmm. now. I mean, let's be real. I would love to sound yeah. like Terry Gross, but yeah. – did you the dissonance that you might have felt between that message of everything happens for a reason and God is loving, but you lost your dad, that kind of thing? Do you feel like that shaped your experience of, or like your faith or not faith or spiritual identity now? Um, I'm sure it, did. it had to have. Like, yeah. Um, I just, I mean, now I think it's like everything's tied up in like the semantics and everything's tied up in the, the minuscule and this like this means uh-huh. this. I'm like, guys, bigger picture. Like, <laughs> that's all I can think about now is like at the end of the day, I'm like, OK, guys, bigger. Like, what's right. best for everybody? Like, mm-hmm. there's some things that and I think even now and whenever when like the political climate's very religious, it kind of like ugh, gives me the heebie-jeebies because like. <laughs> In my head, I'm like, there should be some separation. There is separation. Mm-hmm. And what you can believe is fine. But, like, that applies for you. And that's, the, mm-hmm. like, your worldview, right? So yeah. in my head, it's like, okay, this is your operating system. This is how your com- your brain, or your, like, computer works. And this is what makes sense to you. And great. But realize that's not everybody's experience. And right. that's not. And from as simple as, like, I would have questions like, okay, we, we would say, people who are not Catholic or people who are not, um, you have to, you have to say, you know, God's the one and only God and that's how you're saved and that's how you get to heaven. And in my head, I'm like, okay, well, what if I was born somewhere else? Like, what if I was born in a place that like, they didn't have a Catholic, like, I just just go to hell because I was born. So like, I had no choice or no control over this. So when I read into stuff and I hear stuff like this, I'm like, this doesn't make sense Teen to me. Justine asking the real like question. Like this, I, I don't understand. It. Like for for it to make sense to me, I'm like everyone has to have some sort of fair chance, right? Like I feel like at the end of the day, <laughs> if you're just honestly, truly just trying to be a good dude, like you get a gold right. star in my book. Like, And I sometimes feel like in religion we get really bogged down under, yeah, like you were saying, semantics. But then you're like, don't 
don't you think it's insane that we're all alive? Like, sometimes I stop and I'm like, what are we doing? Like, what is oh, this? What is this? Constantly. I woke up. I'm here again. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> there like, we are. <laughs> oh, all the time. But also, like, sometimes when I get too caught up in, like, the day-to-day grind, like, honestly, my favorite thing is just to be like, I'm going to die. Like, one day. <gasps> my, yes. I love it. I'm just like, yes. one day, I'm, like, sitting doing something I'm very angry about and, like, just pissed off and annoyed. And I just think about it. I'm like, oh, I'm going to be dead one day. Like, this yes. is, I should stop this. Like, who my, knows when that day is going to be? But it's, like, for me, it sounds super morbid. No. My coworkers probably hate that about me because yeah. I walk around the office all the time. And whenever something frustrating happens, I'm just like, well, I mean, we're all going to die. But <laughs> yeah. to me, I'm like, that's the best statement ever. Oh, I find so much comfort. But you're not really allowed to say that no no No, people definitely don't like that you're a room killer it's like a mood killer big old bummer (laughs) (laughs) the dead dad jokes and like well we're all gonna die guys nobody wants to hear it (laughs) yeah but I feel like well it just seems like the biggest thing that we're all ignoring Oh, yeah. Every day. Every moment of our (laughs) lives. We're literally just like, let's not talk about the fact that at any second. Right. Like, it's a collective agreement to ignore maybe the biggest fact of our communal existence. And and I feel like every time I remember it, I'm instantly a better person. Yeah. But I think it's on all levels, right? It's not just death either. It's like birth. Like, same thing. We don't talk about sex and like... Teach people about their bodies and how it works. And, like, so we kind of just ignore the whole system. Like, we're just not going to talk about how we got here or where we go afterwards. No. But, like, definitely pay your taxes. Pay your taxes. And definitely, like, other stupid, like, Take and we don't even teach people Memorial how Day to do sales. that. Seriously. Yeah. Buy, buy mattress. Buy That's a, all buy, I know about Memorial Day. a good mattress. Best time to buy mattress. Don't think about death. Don't think about birth. No. But get yourself a good mattress. Yeah. <laughs> but it's we don't like it's it's cliche or like nobody wants to talk about it. I'm like, but that is what it is. Like, we're like, right. what do you mean we're missing the whole point? Like, I know. I can't think about it too hard because I have like an office job, and so if I think about it too hard, I I get. But even then, like even then, thinking okay, but. I'm going to die makes me think, well, I better make the best out of, like, even this these minutes and this, like, windowless hole that I'm working in. Like, I've got to make something out of it. Oh, yeah. I've got, I think I've gotten better that over the years. Like, and it's a skill you learn over the years. It's like, right? Instead of being stuck in whatever actual moment, it's like, okay, well, how do I make the best of this? How do I enjoy this the best until, because this too will be over very shortly. Like, yeah. it's all like mini, like, okay, just <laughs> get me to the end of this. Then that moment dies. <laughs> it's a mini little, you know, whatever that is. Like, you get yeah. through it. We should start a line of alternative Hallmark cards. Yeah. That just say things like, you're going to die. You don't know when. You don't know how. Yeah. But it's coming. Yeah. And then it'd have, like, Mondays flowers suck, in the front. <laughs> but a funeral's at the yeah. end. Like, it's, it's down the line for you. Flowers. That's the bouquet, right? The very yeah. front, the last one you're... I'm going to shop. Th- I would shop that aisle so hard. Oh, I've seen some really good ones lately. Because there's this one girl I follow on, a, like, Emily McDowell, I think. on She makes, like, these really funny ones. And she, I think it started for, like, cancer patients. Yes. So it's, yeah. like... The next person who says this happens for a reason, you're allowed to punch him in the face or like yes. something like they're great. Yeah. They're like really fun. Just this kind of sucks. There's nothing to be said about it. But I'm here for you kind of cards, which is what I think we really need other than ignoring. Right. Do you you've kind of alluded to this, but you find do you find humor in like all those crappy things that happened? And even in, in your dad dying, the situation around that, are there times when you've laughed at something? 
Oh, yeah. For, well, you have to, right? Like, yeah. I mean, it's perspective. Like, and there's every every good thing. I mean, it's, it's not constantly. I'm not laughing all the time. I go just all the time like, ah, you Maybe know. it's all about frequency. Exactly. Like, occasionally. But also, like, and there's times you're like, yeah, there's moments you're like, this is kind of a bummer. Like, yeah. But I think this uh, this narrative of like I, the morning needs to be eternal and this you know. But right. I think at some point I'm like, okay, well, yes, mm-hmm. that's terrible. What happened? Like, would have been nice if it didn't. But mm-hmm. my life has moved. Like, yeah, my life has continued. And you have to. And who yeah. knows what it would have been otherwise? Like, there's right. also no 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 way of knowing what my life would have been had this not happened. And okay, right. let's say it wasn't my dad, and mm-hmm. you know. Who, who would I be? Where would I be? Right. <laughs> what would I be doing right now? You know? Yeah. I have no idea. And you're like pretty happy with how you turned out, right? I mean, that sounds <laughs> sounds <laughs> like I really love myself. But no, I mean, I do. I I like my life. I like my yeah. my family. My like, I like what I've I've built out of what the hand I was given. You know. Uh-huh. So to say, oh, do you wish you had different, you know, right. beginnings? Like, yeah. I I don't know. Yeah. I think I think I did a pretty good job with so far what I got. So. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. There's always room for improvement. <laughs> but yeah, add that to the stack of things that you can't say in a room full of people. Like, I don't know, maybe this was fine. <laughs> Who knows? You know what? It's true though. Like, what's behind door number 2? Like, yeah. what you know? Who knows? It could be the car, it could be the I don't know. I'm going to mix my game metaphors now. I was doing like prices right, and then I almost went bankruptcy, but that's Wheel of Fortune. But you get what I mean. You don't know what what the other option could be. Um, Well, I want to thank you for being um, just always refreshingly honest. I like you a lot. I do think we're going to be best friends, but it's too soon to call. Um, Yeah, so thanks for coming.